1: It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.
2: Welcome to the Scorecard. Many doubted we'd ever see it. Where we focus on Chicagoland and national golf news. here it is. The return to glory. Can't help but think of the long one he made in San Diego to pick up his first PGA Tour win in style. Here it comes. Here it comes. And there's no doubt about it. The bear has come out of hibernation with your hosts score golf expert and editor of chicago district golfer magazine barry cronin well here it comes oh my goodness and mike esposito in your life have
0: you seen anything like that
2: johnny that's better than most how about him that is better than most Presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on 670 The Score
3: and Odyssey Station. And good morning. Happy Saturday. Happy Fourth of July weekend to you. You have the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito here with you as we are every Saturday from 6 to 8. And uh, hope you and yours have a wonderful plan for the 4th of July and Barry I hope you and yours have a wonderful plan for the 4th of July as well and good morning to you my friend. Yeah good Mike yeah great I had it cut out there a little bit everything's good um how
4: about you you uh I'm sure you had a uh active uh little league situation there so that's good <laughs> yes. and uh yeah we're always uh always happy to uh, be on the 4th of July it's great and uh yeah, we're getting ready, and next week we're looking forward to the John Deere Classic. so that'll be fun out in world. That's Illinois. right. So it'll be yeah. great. Yeah, yeah, so we got a we lot are, going on this week, Mike, so uh, yeah, it's all good, to, yeah, good we are, to
3: talk to you. Good to talk to you as well, Barry. We are looking forward to uh, lots of things. The holiday weekend, number one, we're enjoying the Rocket Mortgage Classic up in Detroit. Some news coming out of there, actually some uh, some interesting stuff which we'll get to in a second and you mentioned the John Deere Classic next week so we are definitely excited about that um, but yeah let's start uh, first Barry if, uh, if we can quickly at the Travelers last week we had uh, an eight-hole playoff with uh, Harris English winning the tournament uh, so some good stuff there at the Travelers.
4: Yeah, that was pretty wild, Mike. Uh, just think if it was the uh, yeah. Just think if they didn't have the golf channel to switch over to. Uh, it, you know, <laughs> right. C- CBS would have been reconsidering its uh, its uh, golf programming situation. Uh, yeah, it went on for a long time, and uh, and Harris English pulled it out at the end. But uh, very rare that that happens. I mean, uh, you know, these uh, eight-hole playoffs. It, it's uh, it's quite rare. So. Uh, yeah, uh, you know it happened and uh, and uh, it's, it was good, so it worked out and uh, and Harris English won for the first time in a while, and uh, Hickok, man, he's uh, he he got his uh, you know he's getting on the PGA tour, getting his uh, legs under him, and he's doing well this week in uh, in Detroit. So uh, quite a quite a situation.
3: Yeah, and this segment on the score brought to you by Illinois PGA professionals, experts in the business and the game. Of golf uh, and the Rocket Mortgage Classic, uh, making news this week, Barry, for yeah. for several uh, tabloidish reasons, uh, I guess you could call it. Uh, we'll start with uh, Phil Mickelson, uh, who is playing, uh, but may not be playing again. Although now he says he might be. Uh, but uh, yeah. uh, let our listeners know if they missed the uh, the fake news or whatever you want to call it coming out of uh, Detroit uh, earlier this week. Uh, with uh, with Phil
4: right um, 23 years ago and that I think is the uh, I think that's what Phil's got Phil and his agent has have a little problem with uh, there's a big story it was a federal court case uh, that involved a guy who was a, 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 a mob bookie <laughs> and uh, apparently Phil lost quite a bit of money to, to him and uh, uh, and it came out in the trial and um, you know people know Phil likes a gamble so it came out in the trial and uh, nobody really disp- and so a, uh, a one of the writers for uh, the Detroit News you know you kind of do a clip job you know you say wow who's the most <laughs> who's the most high profile guy in the field and and the guy who was involved the mobster was it was a uh, was a bookie or something from Gross Point Michigan which is sort of you know geographically close to Detroit so you know he the the, the writer did this eh, i don't know it's it's pretty lame um but anyway he wrote the story and of course people read it in the paper and they think it happened yesterday they don't get to the point where they look at the headline and they see mickelson and mob bookie in the headline and all of a sudden it's like you think it happened yesterday but it was a long time ago so mickelson was mad that that it that that the guy wrote it and it really is kind of lame you know what i mean you're kind of digging up digging up bodies from from two So then he went to the press conference and said, uh, "Well, I'm not coming back, etc." You know, it was nice. I came here to maybe look, make some donations from my foundation, etc., and play in the golf tournament, which is which he'd never played in before. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, he, you know, these some of these guys who don't know how the media works, although Phil does, um, they know that they make it seem like the, the newspaper reporter works for the tournament. You know, and that he's supposed to be some kind of a cheerleader, and the two are separate. Mm-hmm. So, you know, uh, but Phil said, well, I'm not going to come back because this guy wrote this article. Well, you know, come on. He, it's different than the tournament director and the uh, and the people and Rocket Mortgage, et cetera. So, mm-hmm. anyway, I, I don't know. And yeah. so, so Phil makes the cut on the number yesterday, um, and, you know, who knows if he's going to come back or not, but, you know. Anyway, well now he's probably, and now he's playing. He's playing for FedEx Cup points and try to get on the Ryder Cup team, maybe.
3: Yeah. Well, and now and now he says uh, after yesterday that he will come back uh, to compete at the Detroit Golf Club next year if fifty thousand people sign a petition and each person commits to doing random acts of kindness. So he's. Yeah. He's, uh, and I get it. You know
5: what? Nobody, nobody,
3: you know, nobody, (laughs) nobody, nobody wants to see that stuff come out about them. He, He was very complimentary about the tournament and, uh, the company, uh, rocket mortgage that sponsors the tournament. Uh, and he said exactly, as you said, all the reasons why he was there playing, I think certainly hurts, uh, for what happened, uh, in the story, as you said, he probably just viewed it as ancient history and why bother, but, uh, uh, yeah. That, you know, he's a big name, and and they can, I guess, is the answer for that. But and
4: and, um, and Mike, you know what, Mike? He knows that as well as any other big time, high profile athlete in the. He's one of the most high profile athletes yep. in the world. Um Yep. Much more so than any. Um, you know, he's more world famous than most uh, all of our baseball players that nobody, you know, in England or or Asia have any idea right. about. And the same thing with football here. Uh, I mean real football, American football. Um Right. So so uh, yeah. So I don't know. Phil's kind of so, he can be a little self serving at times. So and and you know yep. anyway. So well, yeah, so enough about Phil. So more yeah. importantly, Mike, come on. Bryson DeChambeau and his caddy split up. That's
3: next on my list. Breaking
4: breaking <laughs> news. I think is gonna be on the National Enquirer once I go over to Jewel later today, you know, to buy bananas. I'm gonna be in the uh, I'm gonna be in the aisle and I'm gonna look up and say, hey Bryson and Tim uh, Tucker split.
3: Yeah, you know. and, that, and that's what I mean when I said we have some tabloidish news. We had we yeah. had all the Phil stuff, and then we have the Bryson Tim Tucker split. Now, wow. you know, ca- players change their caddies. Uh, caddies decide to leave. Uh, you know, things happen. It's not uh, uh, out of the ordinary for this to happen, but it did happen what right after a practice round, right ahead of this tournament. And then mm-hmm. obviously Bryson, no commented it uh, throughout the week, but uh, mm-hmm. Tucker, had and, then he missed, been, and then
4: he missed the cut, Mike.
3: Right. And and Tucker had been with him uh, throughout his career, I think since he was a, a teenager and now he's uh, you know, he, he basically walked off the job as I understand it. Yeah. It's
4: uh yeah, he has known uh, Bryson since he was a teenager and, and uh, Tim's a real good player in his own right, and and Tim's been on the bag for all of um, Bryson's eight victories. The first one of which mm-hmm. came in 2017 out in good old uh, Silvis, Illinois, at TPC Deer Run, yeah. and um, and um, they broke up once before, right right before that, right before the Deer Run situation, I think, and uh, um, he came back. So it's interesting. Uh, I mean, uh, it's, it's interesting. He's got to be the hardest-working caddy in the history of golf because Bryson is the hardest-working golfer anybody's ever seen. I mm-hmm. mean, remember when he won the U.S. Open uh, last year at Winged Foot, um, he was out on the driving range till 9 o'clock at night beating balls. Uh, trying to figure out what was wrong, et cetera, with his swing, and he's always—I mean, he is the hardest-working guy. So it's a, it's a taxing thing for the caddy to be there all the time. Now yeah. that having been said, you know, Bryson made like 11 million bucks last year, and the caddy gets about 10 percent. So do the math, folks. It's uh, a lot of money. Yep. Even the even the English major math will tell you that uh, that it's 1.1 1. <laughs> 1 million. I do a lot of English major math on the on – the uh, so, so I mean, that's pretty good. Um, you know, you're making a million bucks a year. I guess you could stay out there, but I don't know. You, you can kind of look at Bryson and, and just look at him and go, man, this guy be kind of hard to get along with, you know. I mean,
3: yeah so, um, Well, and, and I'm sure that's it, and I'm sure the, uh, you know, the funk Bryson has been in uh, lately uh, probably not helping. Um, but, uh, it is odd and especially right before a tournament. And I don't have the guy's name right in front of me, but I guess, uh, uh, one of the people from his, uh, one of his sponsors, uh, is now on his bag. Yeah. The, so, the
4: equipment, yeah. His equipment guy from Cobra, that's um, it. uh, did it and he's, he's got an, it's not an easy name to pronounce. So we don't, we don't have to go into pronunciation, it's... Mike on that. So, uh, right. So, yeah. And you know what? He missed the cut. And uh, now he's got to go back and uh, and regroup and figure out what's going on. He's going to go to the British Open now. Well, he's got to go up and play against Phil or play Phil and uh, Brady up in Big Sky, uh, Mm -hmm. Montana, uh, this coming uh, Tuesday. So um, in in one one of those events. So uh, you know those little team events. Right, interesting type of thing. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. Yeah.
3: And I suppose we should actually mention what is going on in the Rocket Mortgage Classic here. Uh, yeah. uh, Joaquin Neiman is leading, uh, and all, along with Tom Lewis. They are 10 under par. You have Max Homa, Troy Merritt, uh, and Chris Kirk tied at 9 under. Uh, Kevin Kisner, among others, tied at 8 under. Uh, as I scan down the leaderboard, Matthew Wolfe in the group at 7 under. Uh, so that's the, you know, the, there's some, uh, some nice scores being put up in Detroit this week. Uh, our buddy Doug Gim uh, from Arlington Heights is at six under uh, in yeah. a group there. So some, uh, some low scores, some good golf, Ricky Fowler and others at five under. And you mentioned Phil made the cut uh, right on the number uh, at three under along with Bubba Watson.
4: Right. And the other thing that happened up there was that um, Hideki Matsuyama, the Masters yeah. champion, Mm-hmm. Had to withdraw because he tested positive for COVID, COVID on Friday. Yep. Um, and that is uh, it's complicated because uh, uh, his British Open situation might be complicated because... Um, you know the UK. I talked with somebody, one of the writers, uh, yesterday um, about going out to the UK, and it is very, very restrictive and complicated. And mm-hmm. um, he might, he might be in trouble while going to the British Open. Um, I we think we'll have to keep an eye on that because those, those restrictions are kind of ever evolving over there in the UK, and they're right. very, very com- complicated. Uh, um, so, with respect to quarantining, etc. So. Uh, right yep. now, the players do not have to quarantine when they when they get there if they've tested, if they don't have a positive test. But if they and then they have to take another test when they land, and hopefully they don't test positive there because then they could be out, mm-hmm. um, as well as any other players they might be on a plane with. So that mm-hmm. that could be very complicated at the British Open. So I don't know what's going to happen with Hideki. We'll have to see.
3: Yeah, but certainly, uh, you know, the COVID situation not over. Uh, You know, there's the players have been vaccinated. There are those who have not. Uh, You know, I'm guessing, uh, uh, you know, that that will continue to be the case, regardless of sport, regardless of uh, who the athlete is. Uh, We know that's the case. We've seen it in the news here locally and with some of our baseball players. uh, And uh, that is the case on the tour as well. Uh, And Hideki, obviously. Uh, with the positive test this week. Uh, so um, we'll have to monitor that and, as you said, see what, what happens with, uh, with respect to to the British Open. Some, some women's golf news, and we should mention this certainly, uh, Barry. Nellie Korda won the KPMG Women's PGA. She is now the number one women's player in the world. Uh, yes. And the U.S. Uh, Olympic teams were announced, both men and women.
4: Right. Uh, the men had been announced, I, I think, I don't know, a week or two ago. Yep. And, uh, of course, that's Justin Thomas, Colin Morikawa, Xander Schauffele, and Bryson DeChambeau. And um, and the ladies, uh, Nellie and Jessica Corda, the sisters. Um, Nellie's mm-hmm. the younger one, and, and Jessica, I think, is 28. I think Nellie's like 23. And, uh, as you said, she's number one in the world now, having won that KPMG PGA last week and Lexi Thompson and Danielle Kang. So that's going to be a pretty nice, formidable group. And of course, um, the U.S. team has four players, as does the Korean team. And uh, mm-hmm. it's based on w- world rankings or whatever. But some teams don't have, you know, maybe have two players or, or, or one. Right. Uh, so, uh, but it'll definitely come down to U.S. versus Korea. So um, get your. Um, Get your, uh, uh get your, your popcorn ready. and your, uh, yeah, your exactly. well, yeah, well, well, you have to go to the, you know, your, uh, you know, your, your sports betting, uh, preferred sports oh, betting yeah. app, sure. you know, to, uh, yep. to get that going. Cause I'm sure there'll be some odds on that. Uh, the Korean, no the Korean doubt. girls have dominated golf here the last many years. So, uh, we'll see yep. how the American girls can do against them
3: but, <laughs> and- and speaking of women's golf, the Illinois Women's Open coming up this week at Mistwood. And actually, one of our guests, uh, our Swing Thoughts guests at 640, Nicole Jure will join us. She's a golf instructor at Mistwood. She will be playing in the uh, Illinois Women's Open at Mistwood uh, July 6th and 7th this coming week. Uh, so Nicole will join us at 640. Joining us next, uh, Kevin O'Regan, he won... The 52nd Illinois State Junior Championship at McRae last week. Uh, a great story there. We will talk to him next. Uh, I want to give you the rest of our guests, too. At 7, uh, the tournament director for the John Deere Classic, Claire Peterson, will join us. Barry, as you mentioned earlier on in the show, that's next weekend uh, out in western Illinois. And we certainly want to uh, highlight the, the John Deere Classic. And uh, Claire will join us at 7 uh, to do just that. Uh, Finally, on the road again, our golf travel segment. Uh, We'll have Kevin Frisch on to talk about golf in Michigan and all the great places uh, that uh, you and I and our listeners can play there. I should mention we are broadcasting live from the 670 to score Hyundai Studios brought to you by your local Hyundai dealers. Uh, And uh, when we come back, Barry, we will talk to Kevin O'Regan, your Illinois State junior champion uh, from McRae last weekend. It's Barry Cronin. It's Mike Esposito. You have the scorecard presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine. This is Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score.
2: This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com. Chicago Sports Station. Welcome back to The Scorecard with Barry Cronin and Mike Esposito presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine on Chicago's Sports Radio 670 The Score and Odyssey Station.
3: And we are back on The Scorecard and playing in Detroit this week, Barry. It is not difficult to find lots of Detroit music to play on our bumpers coming back in. So we'll certainly enjoy plenty of Motown as we... uh, Play at the uh, Rocket Mort- Mortgage Classic this week in Detroit.
4: Motown was quite a thing.
3: Yes, it was. There's a wonderful documentary. I think it's on Showtime. I don't remember. It was uh, from last year on on Barry Gordy and Motown. Yeah. Anyway, oh, yeah. I digress. Yeah, check we it do. out. It was, it was, it was very cool. Uh, we now jump out though, Barry, to the Circa Resort and Casino hotline. Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. Home of the world's largest sports book, and uh, there we find uh, the Illinois State Junior Champion, uh, just crowned last week at McRae with some uh, dramatic uh, golf there to finish. Kevin O'Regan joins us on the score. Good morning, Kevin.
5: Good morning. Thank you for
4: having me. Good morning, Kevin. Great to have you. Thanks so much for getting up so early. We know it's, uh, you know, it's not easy, but at least you're a golfer, so you're not sleeping until noon as a as a young as a young teenager. Yeah, just like an early tea time. Um, exactly right. Exactly right. So Kevin, uh, you're out at McRae Memorial. Uh, just give us a little rundown and and how you how you won this tournament. Uh, what happened the last few holes?
5: Um, well, I was coming down 15th hole and I knew that I had two par fives left with out of bounds on both holes. And the 17th is a really hard, really long par three. And I knew the pin was going to be tucked back behind a bunker. So I just thought that if I could birdie two of the last four, and then, which is what I did, I birdied the 15th hole, and then I made about an eight-foot putt up the up a hill on 18 for birdie, which I actually thought was just to get solo second place. And then once I hold that putt, I was like, okay, good good job, you got second place. Not you wanted to you, I wanted to win, but you can't always win. And then uh, my coach told me that. Charlie behind me had actually hit one out of bounds. And I was like, Oh, okay. I guess I got to go prepare for a playoff. And then that's what happened. And that's where we went. And then then,
3: go ahead, Mike. No, I'm sorry. I I was just going to say that's uh, for, for some dramatics and you sound very calm about the whole thing, which I guess is, is part of it, right? You have to, you have to kind of regulate yourself and have the demeanor uh, to, to be able to, to play in these types of situations.
5: Yeah, exactly. Keeping your emotions in check is definitely something that I like. Uh, I'm proud that I can do. I play a lot of golf with a lot of kids our age, and that's one thing that I see when I'm looking at other other golfers that maybe holds them back is their emotions. And you want to be able to use it to your advantage, but you have to know when to use it to your advantage, and that's just a lot. It's a maturity thing.
4: And then you went back to uh, 18 to uh, start the sudden death, uh, and then what happened then?
5: Uh, I went first off the tee. I was, as I mentioned, so he hit his ball out of bounds in regulation. So, unfortunately, that was somewhat in my mind. So, I was just really trying to keep the ball off the right half of the fairway, which I did successfully. So, I went first. I applied a little bit of pressure on him getting one out there. And then he hit a really good drive, too. And then he was actually going first into the green, and he missed his ball a little left. And it caught, like, a hard pan, hard grass in the fairway. And it kicked his ball under a tree and then I just put my ball on the green like 20 25 feet below the hole and then from there all I really needed to do was two putt so it was it was great yeah
4: so and when we say he that we were talking about Charlie Kremens, and Charlie's a real good player uh, from, uh, from Winnetka, who's going to go play at Georgetown. And, of course, Kevin O'Regan, you're appropriately named because you're going to play golf at Notre Dame as a freshman uh, this fall. Uh, w- that's got to be pretty exciting for you.
5: Yeah, I'm super excited. Uh, I used to, my dad took me and one of my good friends to the Notre Dame football game back when I was <laughs> in seventh grade, and I guess that was a little bit of foreshadowing that we didn't know about at the time. Well, yeah,
4: you became like a made, made man right then. You were a made man
5: yes for sure
4: <laughs> well good that's exciting that's really exciting and uh and uh, listen when you were younger um did you always did you always play golf like you don't know, remember the the old stories of i don't know if you know the old stories of tiger woods when they brought him to the driving range and his mom his dad wouldn't let him do anything other than play golf um you know he started when he was two years old uh what uh what what was your situation growing up with with respect to other sports
5: I did pretty much everything but golf until I was about like 10, 10, 11 years old. And then the Ryder Cup at Medina, my dad took my, me and my little brother, Robbie, there with his best friend. And we went and watched out the practice round. And at that point on, I, we just became hooked. And, and then eventually I kind of cut it down to golf and baseball. And then I dropped baseball after seventh grade. So the last five or six years, roughly, I've been just strictly golf.
3: Talking with uh, Kevin O'Regan, he is your Illinois State Junior Champion, uh, won at McCray Memorial last week. Uh, and Kevin, I mean, that that sounds, I, I think, uh, probably typical of, of a lot of kids. You want to play everything and you, you like playing everything. Um, did you? Was it something in, in terms of skill or like, hey, I'm pretty good at this golf thing and I enjoy it? How did you decide
5: to uh, how to narrow it down like that? I do like to think that I was pretty good at baseball, but I wouldn't say that I exactly had a future that I had in golf. <laughs> I, I'm lucky enough that I knew uh-huh. that. Um, I mean, looking at sports like football and basketball, just based off my pure size, I had no chance. But Sure. Uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I, I knew with how I was shooting and my ability in golf that had i worked hard and got the right instruction that i was going to be just fine i should have a pretty good chance to play in college and luckily that came to fruition
4: so kevin you played a lot of junior golf and uh i know you see a lot of junior golf parents out there uh, right. uh, what, uh what what are they like are they how do you, how would you describe them in in one word
5: selfish towards their kid that's, that's <laughs> one word but three yeah i mean it's very rare that you find a parent that actually cares about other kids maybe the kids in their group to be a little bit more broad like they don't if you blow a ball maybe in some longer grass it's quite rare that they'll truly help you find for it look for it they might look but they're not going to really look where the ball might actually be right everybody's looking out for their own kids which in their way is a good thing but also, is a little a little wrong sometimes.
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well I know par- parents get a little crazy. Sports parents, not only golf, but every sports parent, they tend to be very invested in the performance of their own kids instead of just letting them
5: have fun. Hundred percent agree. Yeah,
3: yeah. Yeah. Now, Kevin, you you attended Glenbrook North. Uh, you grew up there in Northbrook, and uh, we mentioned the the Notre Dame thing. So it sounds like though that. Just, I'm going to, I'm going to guess just based on what you just said about, about other golf parents, that it sounds like your parents were pretty cool with everything
5: and and very supportive of this. Yes. It helps that my mom is actually quite clueless when it comes to golf. The other day, she (laughs) actually said something funny. One of my, one of my friends actually hold out for Eagle on uh, the third hole at McRae, And I was talking to my brother about it. And she goes, I think they call that an Eagle. And I was like, you're learning
3: good, good <laughs> mom
5: you, but yeah he, she's learning with the time and my dad my dad actually can understand things but he played <laughs> baseball so him not being one of those golf parents is definitely helpful too
4: yeah that's great it's good to have sometimes it's good to have uh, a mom that doesn't know anything or or whatever the you know it's it's all good you know just drop me off and let me go have fun and uh and leave me alone it's a good thing
5: yeah she um, thinks we played good 85 or 65 so
4: yeah so when do you head to notre dame kevin
5: Um, I was, I believe August 17th is like roughly the day where we have to first report and then school starts about four or five days after that.
3: And And what, what, what what has your interaction been? I mean, obviously you, you've committed to go there and I'm sure you've had communication with the coach and with the, you know, the program. Have you, have you gotten to meet any of the other guys you'll be playing with or any of the new incoming uh, freshman players like yourself?
5: I had one of the um, the kids who played in the lineup all year long. He he's from Scottsdale, Arizona, and he's a year older than me. I had him out to play because he was in town, so we played together. He's the only one that I've actually met, but I, I've been in contact with all of them. They're all super supportive, super nice kids. And then obviously I've met my coach numerous times, and sure. I met all the trainers and everybody when I took a visit there. So I know That's what I'm very getting cool. too, for sure.
4: And you'll be playing in the ACC, and there's a lot of wonderful golf courses out in the the Carolinas and and Florida, et cetera, so it should be a lot of fun for you.
5: Yes, thank you.
4: All right. Well, we're rooting for you, Kevin. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. It really has been a treat, and uh, congratulations on winning the 52nd Illinois State Junior Championship, and uh, good luck at
3: Notre Dame.
5: Thank you. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me on. All right. Thanks,
3: Kevin. That's Kev- Kevin O'Regan, the, uh, the winner of the Illinois state junior championship, uh, last week. Uh, it's pretty cl- calm, cool, and collected about, uh, some, some very dramatic finish, uh, action there at, uh, at McCrayberry with, uh, you, you, you're making birdies in the last hole and then winning sudden death on your first hole. That's, uh, uh, that's, that's big time stuff. And, uh, I love that uh you know he is able to talk cuz that that to me and I I am certainly no expert and you know I I only profess uh you know any knowledge of this as ha- somebody having watched and covered sports for all these years you know the whole mental you know being able to keep within yourself and and remain calm when everyone else is freaking out is a huge asset and it sounds like uh young Kevin has uh, has fin- figured that out already
4: Right and um Yes, and and uh, you know he's been pretty well trained. He goes to a pretty good training academy around in Chicago um, and uh, in the Chicago area, and uh, and that's that's one of their emphasis is to just try to. Um, fo- You've heard this a million times if you listen to sports radio or you hear sure. any of the guys talk, any of the what well, doesn't matter what sport you're in, you know, football, baseball, if to focus on the process and not get too. Um, uh, 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 crazy about the results. You know, you know, yep. you, you look at, I mean, I look at these baseball players who are great players and they strike out with the bases loaded and they take off their glove and they've dropped their bat and they go out to their, you know, for the, and, and make the third out in an inning. And they just, they just go down, and go out and play shortstop or first base or the outfield, whatever they do. And they, they don't sit there and usually, Yep. you know knock the you know, sometimes you'll find a guy who breaks his bat or whatever you know mm-hmm. but that's that's I think that's rarer that's that's less common than you think and I think in golf it's the same thing and and um, if you remember our guy Scott Scott Fawcett who uh, who was on the show sure. a number of years yeah. ago uh, a number of weeks ago and he talked about the um, uh, the statistics the various statistics in golf and that the PGA Tour players the best in the world, make uh, half of their putts from from eight feet, half from eight feet. And yet you see amateur players who are all upset and mad and emotional and and getting crazy because they missed an eight-foot putt, even though they're at work five days a week. They don't practice, and they go out and hack it around once or twice a week. Um, there's no reason to be, um, you know, to have uh, smoke coming out of your nose, uh, your nostrils when you're right. when you're missing pots or you're doing things that aren't perfect. Um, so uh, yeah, good for Kevin. And I think the other thing uh, that we didn't mention when he was on the phone was that, you know, he hits it about 300 yards off the tee. Um, that carry. helps too. Three 300. I think I think he told me 305 yard carry off the tee. So if you get any roll with it, you're out there. <laughs> You're pretty good. You're out there 3:30. Yeah. Uh, if you get 10% roll, so uh, so that helps you calm. That helped me calm down. <laughs> I yeah, don't
3: know about sure. you. <laughs> that would I, I would I don't know that I've ever seen that nor will <laughs> I ever see that, but I would uh, certainly love to see that, and it would help me calm down, Barry. But uh, well, it would uh, and the
4: only thing that could help you get as far as Kevin down the fairway is move up to the junior tees.
3: <laughs> yeah right. We're, and, and pretty soon I'll be ready for the senior tease if uh, if uh, we they'll allow me to. But uh, no, congrats to Kevin. Uh, it was great talking with him, and uh, good luck to him uh, at Notre Dame uh, as he starts his college career this fall. Coming up next, Barry, our swing thoughts segment. We'll talk to Nich- Nicole jure of Mistwood Golf Course out in Romeoville. She will be playing in the Illinois Women's Open coming up this week. We will talk to her next on our Swing Thoughts segment. This segment brought to you by Chicago Dogs Baseball. Chicago Dogs Baseball, celebrating the holiday weekend with four straight days of fireworks. Be part of the boom and get Chicago Dogs tickets now at thechicagodogs.com. We will come back with Nicole Jure of Mistwood Golf Course in Romeoville when we return here on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago Magazine on 670 The Score.
2: This is Sports Radio 670 The Score and 670thescore.com, Chicago sports
0: station. Just let it happen. Be the ball. Be the ball, Danny. You're not being the ball, Danny.
1: Well, it's kind of difficult with you talking like that. Okay, I'm not talking. Stop talking.
2: And now, the scorecard presents Swing Thoughts. Some free advice from the best
3: teachers in the game. And we are back here on The Scorecard, Chicago Sports Radio 670 The Score. Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito with you every Saturday morning. Uh, as uh, Big Voice Guy Russ uh, told us there, swing thoughts coming in. Uh, it's time to talk to one of our favorite local golf instructors. And to do that, we will head on out to the Circa Resort and Casino Hotline, Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas, home of the world's largest sports book. Uh, we find Nicole Jure, golf instructor at Misswood Golf Course in Romeoville, on the line. Good morning, Nicole. We appreciate you joining us this morning.
6: Good morning, guys. I'm happy to be here.
4: Thanks so much for joining us, Nicole. And, of course, um, uh, maybe some of our listeners don't know that uh, you not, and now that you're teaching now, but you spent 25 years on the PGA, LPGA sure. Tour, uh, and you're in the northern Illinois Uh, University Athletic Golf Hall of Fame, inducted in 2002. You're a Berwyn native, a proud graduate of Nazareth Academy, and an all-conference basketball guard back in your day, right? How about that?
6: (laughs) Yes, you did your homework, didn't you?
4: Oh, listen, you know, good old Palmer Moody giving me the truth, you know.
6: (laughs) Oh, that's great.
4: Yeah, Yeah. and and of course, course my
6: playing career is uh, is uh, hasn't come to an end quite. I mean, I still play a little bit, but I am definitely have dove into the teaching, and I'm loving it.
4: Good for you! And of course, you're a past uh, Illinois Women's Open, two-time Women's Open champion, 1998 and 2003. So uh, you played in in four U.S. Women's Opens and a couple of uh, Women's British Opens. So, uh, man, you've been around, and it isn't often that people, the average person, gets to take uh, to be get instruction from somebody who's had such a a prolific uh, professional career. So it's got to be your students got to love that.
6: Yeah, I think I think they love it. I I, some of them don't even know about my career, and some of them come to me because of my career kind of odd but um but i do my best with all of them
4: yeah and, and nicole are there are there aspects of your pro career that you how does that help you teach people who are rank amateurs or kind of mid-level handicaps or even single digit handicappers is there anything that you can bring from your own uh, playing experience at such a high level to uh, to just the average player
6: Yeah, so I think that what I have to offer the players that, you know, have a pretty good game and they lack in being able to take it from the practice tee to the golf course. And, you know, a lot of it is mental and how you approach your shots on the golf course. You know, your routine and committing to your shots, trusting your swing, those kind of things and teaching people how to stay more in the moment instead of worrying about the results and uh, sometimes they come to me for technique lessons and we end up talking about um, ways to perform better on the golf course
3: yeah it seems that we we talk to a lot of uh professionals uh and and people who cover the game and people who are are tournament directors and whatever and it, it all seems to come back to me anyway and maybe i'm oversimplifying things but the mental aspects of, of the game are so important, uh, as important if not more important than you know how far you're gonna drive off the tee.
6: 100%. In fact, I think that's why I had such a long career on the LPGA. I may not have won uh, at the highest level in the world, but I was able to stay out there a very long time and it wasn't because of my skills, but more so my, uh, how I approached the game mentally.
4: Right. Um, and I yeah, well, I imagine some people go out to the golf course and they say, all right, I'm going to relax. And then that means that they 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 change their swing a little bit and then they push it, uh, it, it push it right instead of hook it left. Um, uh, you know, it's hard to try to relax. Do you know what I mean?
6: It is hard to try to relax. Yeah. <laughs> um... But I think you need to practice like you play a little bit more often and make that a habit of relaxing while you're over your shots. and then you can put that into play more often on the golf course.
3: We are talking with Nicole Juet, golf instructor at Mistwood Golf Course in Romeoville, and uh, Barry mentioned that you are the uh, a two-time uh, past champion at the Illinois Women's Open and Uh, That is coming up uh, this week at your course at Misswood.
6: It sure is. I haven't played a tournament in uh, almost two years, so I am so looking forward to competing again, and it's great to be at Misswood. Uh, Home course advantage, maybe, some would say.
4: (laughs) 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 Well, you'll have the driving range advantage
6: anyway. Yeah, the driving range advantage, that's exactly right, because I sure have not had time to play. We are so busy at Mistwood, it's fantastic. Um, but Mistwood is such a great golf course to have the Illinois Women's Open on. It's so challenging You the you have to really know where to place your ball and maybe not um, – it, it's r- definitely risk-reward. So I that's my kind of game, and I think that's why a lot of people love Mistwood.
4: Right, and and you know, you mentioned a little bit of strategy uh, on that golf course. Um, do you find that uh, that that maybe it that, that players don't really think about where they're going to hit, try to hit the ball off the tee, and and based on the, the type of hole, based on the, the sh- their own uh, shot shape, such as it is. Um, in my case, you know, like a, a pull hook or a dive slice. Um, <laughs> I, I, I mean, it is kind of, it is, do people, I don't know, do people really get up there and say, all right, I'm going to hit it this way or that way? Or what What do they do?
6: Well, I mean, I think most people are trying to stay out of the hazards at Mr. Wood, or trying to avoid the trouble, which is um, what they're thinking about, and then they get themselves in trouble. So you definitely have to have a game plan. <laughs> and in other words, not in other words, thinking about the water is probably a good idea.
4: Right. So you have water right, and then you line up. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit it left. I'm going to uh, uh, set up at the very right edge of the tee, and I'm going to hit it way left. And, of course, you slice it into the water. Is that what you're saying? That <laughs> happens
6: to people? I can't believe that. <laughs> that sounds like a typical golfer.
4: <laughs> yeah, it's good. Um, so what, what kind of things uh, will you work on, Nicole, to, uh, to get ready for the uh, Illinois Women's Open?
6: Well, let's see. I have a few days. Um, I, d- I am off tomorrow, so I will be practicing. And I'm going to work on my putting in my short game. Um, just because that's kind of the first thing that goes when you haven't played in a while. Um, but, you know, it's n- nothing like last-minute cramming for an exam. I'm That's definitely right. going to enjoy playing out there, and we'll just see what happens.
3: Yeah, no, and uh, I, I was I was interested in in reading in in your bio as we were preparing to have you on here. So you didn't start playing until 11, and then, uh, as Barry mentioned, you're you're in the NIU Athletics Hall of Fame for, for your golfing. So how did that from 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 when you first picked up a club till you know when you're you're off to college and and obviously great success there at Northern Illinois. Um, how, how did that happen so quickly for you?
6: Yeah, I honestly, when I was a kid, I never even dreamed of playing golf in college or playing golf as a profession. I just, I played every sport and I had a great time playing them all. And I became a caddy to make money. And, and and then I kind of got really good at golf. Like, um, Oh, it was after I started caddying, I started working at fresh Meadow golf course. And when I started spending all my time working at the golf course and then being there, I, I got a lot better. And somebody said, you should play in college. My boss, Ron Skubich at Fresh Meadows. And, you know, one thing just led to another, and I wrote for scholarships and ended up getting a scholarship and didn't have a job out of college and ended up becoming a pro. So there uh, you have it.
4: <laughs> what a, and, that, and that's life, right?
6: It is. It kind of wasn't. It wasn't really a plan. It just. It just things happen that way. But um, I'm sure enjoying it. So, I would say uh, becoming a caddy. If I wouldn't have become a caddy, I, I might not have been a golf pro.
4: Yeah. Where did you caddy? Uh,
6: Riverside. Riverside oh, Country great. Club. Great. Great.
4: So, uh, Nicole, it seems that it's uh, not easy for people to get golf lessons uh, uh, this, at this time uh, because golf is so popular. I mean, uh, uh, I know somebody who's interested in getting into the game, and they asked me about, gee, where do I get a golf lesson? I made a few calls around, and somebody I talked to said, well, I have 50 people on my waiting list. And I, I can't even fit anybody in. And I don't know, is that, and you had told, you had said that you're kind of backed up too with people. Is that a general thing in the industry And you talk to other people or what?
6: Yeah, it seems like everybody is very, very busy. I, I'm booked a few weeks out now and I'm in, all my customers are saying, oh, are you taking new golfers? And so I think you're right. It, it seems like there's a waiting list and people aren't taking new customers because they can't fit in the ones they already have. Golf is crazy right now. It's amazing. It's such a great sport.
3: Yeah. Yeah, it's, well, that, a, it's definitely a great time for the game and certainly lots of people uh, getting out and playing, a lot of excitement, um, and, and the pro game certainly uh, helping drive that with, you know, we talk about all the various storylines every week, but certainly a very intriguing uh, PGA tour, uh, going on this year. Uh, and and we should mention, and and I know we don't want to assume that you, I assume you take students, uh, either men or women, boys or girls, any of any and all of the above.
6: Yes. I teach, I teach everybody who wants to get better as long as they're trying.
4: (laughs) That's the important part, right? (laughs) That's right. How old's your youngest student, Nicole? Oh,
6: I, I, I have a six-year-old that I teach and, uh, normally that's, that's too young but he's able to concentrate and I think you know I don't really tell him anything I just you know let him have fun and kind of get him in the right positions and make a good finish but um, just guide him along a little bit but as long as they're having fun then I that'll keep them coming back to the game
3: good good well Nicole I, we certainly certainly I'm sorry go ahead Nicole
6: uh, my oldest student is eighty six, and uh, <laughs> he hits the ball pretty darn good.
3: Hey, yeah,
4: that's I, I... that's terrific. That is really terrific. And and what I love about it is that you you sometimes that he's trying to get better. Sometimes you'll see these videos on uh, on Instagram or Twitter or whatever, and I, you see. I remember seeing Gary Player out at the Bears Club, and Jack Nicklaus comes by in a golf cart and and Gary's out on the driving range, and Nicholas has given him tips, and he hits it better, and, and Gary Player turns around and goes, I've never hit it better, you know what I mean? It's like he's so <laughs> enthusiastic about it, and he's got to be, I don't know, he's pushing 90, I think. Yeah. I, I don't know. It's well, awesome. Jack's Jack's 80, so I think Gary might be a few years older, so yeah.
6: No matter what, we're always trying to get better.
3: <laughs> exactly. Yep.
6: I think well, my and, job is secure. <laughs>
3: <laughs> there you go well and, and nicole as we let you go we really appreciate your time this morning and good luck in the illinois women's open this week at misswood that's the one thing we always say right this is a a lifetime game you could be six you could be 86 and you can play the same game
6: exactly with the same people
4: exactly yep. all right well, well thanks nicole so much and uh, and good luck to you uh, tuesday and wednesday coming up and uh out at Mistwood, and uh, we'll be uh, we'll be watching the blue golf statistics on that leaderboard for you. Okay, we're gonna we're sounds gonna keep, good. We're gonna check you
3: out.
6: Thank you. Hope hopefully I finish on top.
3: <laughs> there you exactly. go. Exactly. Well, thanks, Nicole. Nicole Juray from uh, Mistwood Golf Course in Romeoville, joining us on our Swing Thoughts segment. Uh, she is a past Illinois Women's Open champion. She will uh, be trying again uh, this coming week. Uh, as Barry said, she won back in 1998. Uh, and in 2003 as well. Before we uh, break here, Barry, I want to <clears throat> get our listeners to uh, go to the CDGA website, cdga.org contest. Because, yes, we're giving you stuff or we're trying to give you stuff. You have to register. You can win a CDGA season starter pack, which you'll get an imperial hat, towel and zero friction super tube uh, with Spectrum mat balls, tees and a universal fit glove. Everything you need for your season, that is cdga.org slash contest. And uh, hopefully you will be one of our winners uh, of the CDGA pack with all the goodies in there. So head on over to the CDGA website. Yes, those are great. Uh, those are cool cool things. And uh,
4: golf balls, free glove, and uh, free tees. I mean, you know, it doesn't get any better
3: than that. What is not to like about all of that? Uh, And when we return, Barry, what is not to like about uh, the John Deere Classic, which I know you love. And uh, our next uh, guest is the tournament director of the John Deere Classic. We'll be uh, talking a lot about that next week. But Claire Peterson will join us uh, and talking John Deere Classic uh, coming up uh, next week. So we will do that next. Here on The Scorecard, presented by Chicago District Golfer Magazine, Barry Cronin, Mike Esposito on 670
0: The Score.